I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. You know, I thought tonight our defense was really good from the right from the beginning. I thought we covered their shooters. I thought we did a good job of making them take tough shots inside. And then when we just couldn't make anything. And, uh, you know, Buddy hit a couple. And then the second half, Elijah, I think he made three, hit three in a row in the second half, broke it open. I thought the week off helped us. I thought we were able to do some things practice-wise uh, that helped us. Wait on Mark to kind of turn the game. You look at his stats and they don't say No, but he makes plays. He gets involved. He's defensively was good. He gets his hands on balls. He makes passes that sometimes lead to other passes for buckets. Uh, you know, he, he was very good. What do you think is going on with Frank? Uh, you know, I just want Tyus to play the, have the ball a little bit more. He's settling. Uh, he, you know, he played 11 minutes. He got one shot. I mean, he just doesn't. Is not going by anybody. You got to go by somebody and make something happen. That's what your point guard has to do. And uh, you know we got to get him going. He's been shooting the ball well in practice, but we got to get him in the lane and make something happen there. What do you expect out of the environment Saturday night? Uh, it'll be noisy. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We we are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Uh, the Syracuse defense holds the Cardinals offense under 50 points for the first time this season in a beautiful 69-49 win at the Dome. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in the fan feedback top 10. Then Duke uh, will be coming to the Dome on Saturday, February 23rd at 6 o'clock. We'll give you our thoughts on that. But first, as always, it's time to remind you how you can get 5% off your total ticket purchase at TixBlitz. TixBlitz, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in all those extra fees and unexplained service charges at TixBlitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code armchair at checkout and get that 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Ticks blitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Um, all right. Well, for starters, I want to apologize about it, the last episode <laughs> when Joe's lovely brother, I guess he got spun out in Mario Kart or something. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, it was the, more like died in Fortnite, but oh, okay. Well, uh, he dropped an F bomb, and I heard him yell it. I heard him yell. I heard it pick it up. But I didn't know what he was yelling. I didn't hear. I was Joe was talking at the time, and I was just trying to listen and probably not listen to Joe. But I did hear it, and I didn't think anything of it. We never went back. I never checked it out. And sure enough, it was an F bomb. So I apologize. Mm. I apologize about that. Um, but on a more serious note, as um, I I believe probably everybody already knows by now, tragedy struck last night when Coach was on his way home from dinner after the game. He was headed on 690 East near Thompson Road exit. He was trying to avoid a disabled vehicle and struck a 51-year-old man. Uh, his name was Jorge uh, Jimenez, I believe, and he was standing in the road as Coach tried to avoid the vehicle. Uh, the man was transported to Upstate University Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. He was the passenger in the vehicle that had hit a guardrail and exited the vehicle. Beheim called 911 and was cooperative when police arrived. Both drivers at the scene remained on the scene and cooperated with the investigation. According to Syracuse.com, there was a field sobriety and ALCO sensor tests for both the drivers. They were both negative. And, um, you know, there's no impairment involved and no tickets were issued. College game day, as many of you probably already know, has canceled Saturday's appearance at the Carrier Dome in light of the tragedy. Instead, they are going to be um, broadcasting from their Bristol, Connecticut headquarters, I guess. So um, just uh, just a bad situation there. Just tragic. I don't know what else to say. I don't really have... any other words for it and no, I mean, uh, I don't, that affects I don't a lot of people yeah you know it affects that that man's family and that affects the Bayheim family greatly and oh, yeah. well and i mean obviously the community loves him i mean he's been around for so long so it affects a lot of people in the community obviously you don't want to see this to happen to anybody but um you know obviously when it's a, a figure like that then you know sometimes it, it tends to you know yeah, we'd be, we'd but, be, you know, we had to mention it, and I'm not trying to bring everybody down. We're going to focus no. on on the game, and you know, if there's any any new news with that, and uh, I guess we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it briefly in the Duke uh, preview that we're going to do here, and uh, after we do this game and some fan feedback. So, um, a on a good note though, it was a you know. It's hard to much transition. Win. It was hard to. It's hard to transition from that, but a much needed win right. on the basketball front. That's why we're here. That's why we do the show, and it was a much needed win, especially after the NC State loss. And the Orange just handled Louisville by twenty. At the end of the day, it was sixty-nine to forty-nine in front of a hearty home crowd. They moved up to fortieth in the net rankings, and their quad one record sits at three and four. Uh, it was Hughes with under 14 minutes remaining, hitting from behind the arc to finish off a 9-0 run, and that would be it for the Cardinals. Uh, they'd never recover from that, and the Syracuse defense would hold strong to finish, holding Louisville to 25.9% shooting from the field. Hughes started off a little slow, but ended up leading the Orange in scoring with 18 points and 6 rebounds. Brissett did another great job on the inside. He followed up Hughes with 16 points and 8 rebounds. Part of that, 2 from 4 from distance. Kudos to him on that. Two 
touche, touche. Yeah, I'm very critical of that. that. And he, yeah. he did hit 50% in the last game. And in fact, in the last five games, he's averaging 12.8 points and 9.8 rebounds. And I feel like Brissett is back. I feel like he's back in his game. I really do. Uh, talk about someone else who's in their game. Old BB. Making a difference on both sides of the ball. I thought he was great last night in in a pretty in playing against a pretty decent defense. He shot fifty percent from the field and he was forty four point forty four percent from three. Is that a coincidence? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, no. Tyus, I don't know. Tyus with the hustle, uh, not a ton of points with eleven, but four rebounds and and seven assists. I mean, that's good. That I think. Yeah. Uh, that definitely helped out a lot, made a difference, and that's all we need when sometimes if our guys can't get in to score a ton, they're doing having grabbing some rebounds and you know, they got some assists. That's good. Our guy Dolajai again with the fifty fifty balls, grinding it out all over the court. The things that did make this stat sheet though, six points, nine rebounds. That's really good. Nine rebounds. Also four for five from the line. Syracuse as a team was stellar from the line. Fourteen to sixteen, eighty seven point five percent. The orange got Where's hot late. Been? I know. Where has that been? And I mean it wasn't like we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We only didn't take a few. It was 16. That's a decent amount of free throws, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Orange got hot late, but they did only shoot 38.6% from the field. They were 36.7% from distance. They started slow there, too. They hit 11 three-pointers. The Orange are 6-0 and when hitting at least 10 three-pointers this year. Syracuse wins the Battle of the Boards for the first time in a long time, 39-36. Uh, to 36. The defense, I thought, moved great last night, and I, I believe that that's where most of this game was won. And I mentioned the field goal percentage, but the Cardinals couldn't hit diddly. They went six for 28 from three. Now, part of that was a defensive part of that. They just were not shooting good. So, no, I mean, yeah, you can exactly. contribute both. I mean, usually it's a combination, but still, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, we talked about that. We talked yeah. about the shooting percentages, you know? So Exactly. Uh, Syracuse forced 13 turnovers, and they cashed in on 16. Uh, they cashed in 16 points off of those. So, Joe, we needed the win. We got the win. 
it wasn't one I was um I wouldn't have just pick, I wouldn't have picked that over NC State, but that happened again against when we played Georgia Tech and then played Duke. Right. So um, they were ranked 18th. I can't imagine they'll stay there much longer. They have been kind of slipping a little bit, Louisville. We talked about that in the preview. Right. Uh, but you know what? How much of that was was Mac not knowing the zone, the Louisville coach? I thought I I don't want to say he didn't know it, but again, just. Was one of his first times going against something like that, and you could just tell that they really couldn't figure it out. I don't know if it was that they just didn't have the shooters or if we just closed that well on them. I mean, we held Noir like pretty good. Uh, he did hit that early three, and I was like, "Here we go!" But uh, we ended up holding them all pretty good, and like you said, we we rebounded well. And again, we they talk about like that that five that we play with. Uh, Buddy Beheim in battle at the point guard. Yeah. And then uh, Dolge in the middle with Brissett and, yeah. and Hughes. Ton of fan it's, feedback on that. We'll get into that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good uh, a five. Um, I just, again, Frank Howard, he's going to get his chance. And Suku's going to get his chance too. But if they don't come out firing, then we know who's coming in. And it just offers a, a little different look and a lot more uh, versatility. Or, you know, there's a lot more versatility. Versatility and options on offense. Um, Pascal, I thought started strong. He just got in foul trouble early. Well, yeah, he didn't. He didn't necessarily play bad, but I thought Dolce was. I mean, the other guys were playing just too good. Exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the defense was great. Uh, They couldn't figure it out. And again, I think a lot of it was on the defense. But again, too, I mean, we did score pretty well too. I mean, the free throws. It. That's the difference between what you score and just like we just talked about like last game with uh, the three pointers and the free throws, you know, uh, I mean, you shoot 14 to 16 and then, you know, just hitting 36% of our free th- or our three pointers. Right. Like we still, I mean, that, that amounts to so many points that you just, I mean, it's a close game if they don't hit those. So again, we talked about the percentages and basically who was going to shoot better was probably going to win. And uh, Louisville just never figured out the zone and never really got comfortable really anywhere against our zone. Yeah, and we talked, usually if we're up around 40% with field goal percentage and three-point percentage, that game's going to be close. And then you add in, like you said, you add in the free throws, and it's a difference maker. You don't have to have Tyus Battle score 30 points. He can score 11 and get seven assists, and that's a good night. That means other people are having good nights as well when he's dishing it out. So right. and that's that's something that Frank Howard lacked too, as far as you know, he wasn't getting consistent assists out there. I mean, when everyone's you know when he's when other people are shooting and making baskets, and like you said, it's not all reliant on ties to score. He shows what he can do by dishing the ball because he still knows that he brings so much attention, and uh, he takes advantage of that uh, sometimes when these guys are, are shooting. And last night we didn't have to rely on him to take so many shots or to score so many points, and you saw what he can do. Just makes it easier for everybody else once they get going. Yeah, buddy, buddy came out. He was a, a little slow at first, and then once he hit his rhythm, he was pretty decent. I mean, he didn't yeah. score a, a ton, but four. Well, he scored fourteen, so not yeah. bad. Four for nine from <laughs> three point. I didn't think he scored that much. I'm just now looking yeah. at it. So um, I guess I said it earlier, didn't I? Uh, and like, but again, if he's gonna shoot like that and score those points off the bench, uh, again, that's something that Frank Howard's not providing. Yeah. Yeah, Beheim talked a little bit in his press conference about possibly 
having Frank play off the ball, which I'm sure he will, maybe to give people breathers and stuff. But um, I think he, I think the team likes and knows that uh, our best option right now with this team is, is, is to have Dots, to tie us at point guard. Yeah, uh, Buddy with uh, also four rebounds, block and steal. So <laughs> that's pretty good. And then yeah. you know you had Dolajai, and we're gonna. I guess I don't know. What do you think? You just go to fan feedback. Because yeah. that's, that's where we get our conversation from anyway. So let's do yeah. it. All right. Cool. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. Y'all know where to go. Head us, hit us up at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter. I always propose a question at the end of every game asking you for your thoughts, comment, and I usually choose about 10, but there's a couple short ones, so I think I added a couple extra today. So uh, we're going to get right into that. But first, if you are planning on betting online and you need a place to go, I recommend MyBookie. Now, I also recommend if you've never done it, you do your research. But if you have done it, you know what you're getting into. Go to MyBookie. They've been in business for years, and their reputation is rock solid. They do big cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing, and they have the fastest payouts. They are within two days most of the time. I can I can only recommend a service that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. At MyBookie, you win, they pay. Join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Uh, up to a 1000 bucks by using promo code um, QS25. Yeah, that's it. QS25. Use that code to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookie. All right. So, uh, fan feedback. Let's start with, am I forgetting anything? I'm not, right? No. 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 Um, all right. Let's see. Let's start with that Tony Staffieri. How about that? How about that? Reminiscent of old Big East Rock, of, of the old Big East Rock fights, Chris Mack just got his 2-3 zone baptism. They did a very, they did very little to attack the teeth of it. I mean... They didn't really do much to attack no. it at all. No, <laughs> right. they, didn't, they didn't really anywhere. <laughs> right, they kind of just passed it around. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. mean, they got some good looks. They, they just weren't hitting them when they did. And neither uh, were we just, when we got them at first to start. Right. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. Again, I didn't see it coming. So um, obviously, uh, when when we get wins like that, a lot of times it is the defense that has a lot to do with it. So. Yeah. Um, just, again, I mean, we, we did shoot, you know, better than previous games, especially in, in like the NC State game, for sure. But I mean, uh, NC State the defense, was horrible. the defense. Defense had a lot to do with with last night. Yeah, NC State thirty five percent from the field, twenty from three. So it was awful. Uh, at Free Beers seventy seven, yes, really needed this one. Quality quad one win against ranked team in February. High resume builder. So there's been a lot of talk about maybe if Syracuse just doesn't lose to Wake Forest, being the only stipulation from here on out. That's a that's that's Syracuse in the NCAA tournament show. Is it too early? To throw throw us in the ring for that with that one stipulation. Uh yeah, I'm not even going to look that far down the line because you still a lot of it has to do with other teams throughout the country. I I tend to think as far as this year goes, from what I've seen, it, it kind of looks like a weak bubble this year. Um, there's not a lot of conferences that are that deep uh, that seem to have a lot of teams going. So uh, 
I just I'm not too worried about it right now. There's too many games left, um, and I think we have a pretty good resume with uh, a lot of the wins. And I think we have just too many games and too many opportunities to really even worry about that. We still got two games right here against top ten opponents. So yeah, I think if, if we get one of these, then you can put it to rest most likely. But sure, uh, I'd like to think that I'm not just going to rest my laurels on the rest of the season of just beating Wake Forest and then you know, crossing my fingers, that's for sure. Right. And, you know, it's so funny. I mean, I think everybody that's a regular listener here knows what we kind of have the, you know, the motto, the creed, the credo. Yeah. Is, one uh, game at a time. One game at a time and we'll figure it out at the end of the year. But yep. um, you'll know, though. I mean, they get one of these and they beat one of these next two and they beat Wake Forest. I mean, it's a whole, and it could change my whole attitude, but we're not there yet. But I did, no. he, I did hear the broadcaster be bold enough to say, with this win, Syracuse makes the tournament. So, well, you know, they want to. Yeah, I know. They just, they're in the moment, it. you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Uh, at Jay Rayner 44 Buddy Bayheim kind of feel bad for Frank, but we're better with Tyus playing point, and it's not close. There you go. Jamie. Yep. <laughs> at DFIN01, great game. It was one that we needed in a bad way. Dole was great tonight doing all kinds of Dole things. Uh, starting to think Frank does not have a position on this team unless he subs for Tyus. Where is he going to play? So as we talked earlier, I mean, he... He would most likely come in for Buddy, but Tyus may keep the ball. So that's kind of where this yeah. whole thing's evolving to, right? Now, that's not to say he's not going to come in for Tyus, but he's coach is going to rotate Buddy and Frank. He's going to rotate Buddy and Frank, and he's going to whoever is is performing is going to get the minutes that game. It's kind of yeah. how it looks, right? Frank's Frank's just got he's got to get through this because we. There's going to be some point this year where we're going to need him to step up. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a time. Yeah, how about, how about Saturday? To... How about Saturday? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that could be one, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it might even be later down the line. Sure. But... Yeah. Well, of course. I'm getting to. So, I'm trying to get into the tournament before I worry about anything else later. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, at Durham underscore Charlie in Joe's neck of the woods here. Um, didn't see this outcome, but I like it. Of course you do, Charlie. Um, starting to understand oh, yeah. our incoming recru- recruiting class a bit, given how these players are playing. Well, we don't know <laughs> the incoming class with JG3, and I'm not going to get too much into that because I believe there's a comment about that, and we can touch on it, but that um, John Bolajak, you know, we don't... I mean, I've watched his tape and stuff like that when we were recruiting him, but... We need a pres or Quincy Garrier too, right? Well, he's a Ford, right? So yeah, he's a Ford. Uh, so we've got to wait and we've got to wait and see what's going to happen at center. I'm still a little worried about next year's center position, to be honest. What do you think? Well, I I think they're going to rely on either the incoming guy John Bojack or uh, Sadibi there to get a little bit better, but. I know that they don't want Mark down there again. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I mean, if he can put some muscle on, he can put 20, 25 pounds on, then. He'd be, I mean, scrappy. I mean, he wouldn't even be the worst. He's already scrappy, but if he can get in there and hold his own against guys, it's not, he's tall enough. He just needs the weight now at this point. Someone lifted him up with, by the ball yesterday. (laughs) 
Well, you know what happens. <laughs> he was straight lifted up by the ball. But um, yeah, at Orange Bias says lots of good thoughts. Well, thanks for that in-depth analysis at Orange yes. Bias. Nice. Z- um, let's see. I think I screwed this one up. So I screenshot these. I may have screwed this up, but let's do it this way. Uh, there was a comment from Timothy and Zach, and it was about the lineup. Zach had commented on it, said uh, that lineup has it was the lineup we were talking about with Dole and Buddy. And um, he, Timothy, or Zach says that lineup has great chemistry together, something that you can't always teach. And Timothy comes back and says, uh, it did tonight. And the all-out grit from Mark, mostly, but also Beheim made a big difference. If we could get just get Chuku and Howard to play more consistently, we would be that much more dynamic. I think it goes without saying, but I always say it. We would be one of the most dangerous teams in March Madness, no matter our seed. And his point is, one that we've made, uh, Timothy, uh, about if everybody could click on this team, and you could yeah. rotate these players out and keep them fresh and, you know, give Tyus a break once in a while and still have reliable players on the floor. It would be something to feast our eyes upon, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, again, it's 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 old school Syracuse basketball. We, used to, we remember the two three zone and them getting rebounds, getting out, going fast. There's, we were always going fast break and trying to get yeah. down and score some points before the defense could get set. And then we try to, you know, obviously go back and set up our two, three zone and make them work to, to score. And that was the name of the game. And over the years, because of depth issues and scoring issues, we've had to slow it down. Right. And, yep. you know, until we, until coaches is, is confident in our depth and the fact that we could maybe push the pace and play a little bit faster, then I think he's going to still waver about, you know, kind of, Keeping the uh, pace that he does. Yeah, but you know? he's gonna keep it. He's gonna waver from the up tempo play. But yeah, um, you I know mean, I, they they take their chances, they take their shots, but uh, they could play a little bit faster. They could you know press a little bit more in those situations as well. Uh, they were smart kind of, last night too. They were really smart, except for the one play. I don't know what Tyus was doing. But he was falling. He got well. He got fouled, but. Uh, the, with the windmill dunk, the assist to what would have been an assist to Brissett. No, was, yeah. it was, uh, I just think that he was style he was points only the defender and then looked up and saw him too late. Yeah. Yeah. If he had got that pass off maybe a second earlier, he could have, oh, yeah. that pass. No, they happened. played good. Even when they went through lows where they weren't scoring, it's like, again, like we said, their defense was just and the crowd got in it pretty good a couple of times. So, oh yeah, they absolutely did. I think that might've been. The, the most I seen that dome rock was when right before Elijah Hughes hit that three to freaking cause Mac to call a timeout. Yeah. And I mean, it was during, I think it was during the 9 0 run, the one I mentioned at the beginning of the, the show. I can't remember. Right. But it was, it was when Hughes got hot and they were, you know, they were causing turnovers and getting rebounds. Yep. I mean, some of those one and dones for Louisville. We went down. We scored off of that, and that's something else we've been missing. Instead of going down, getting a grabbing a you know one and done rebound, and going down the court and throwing up a brick on our end too. I mean, you know. So yeah. uh, Zach says something I've known all year. This team's worst enemy is themselves. They can beat or lose to anyone by 15, 20 points at any given day. I mean, we've pounded that too. Uh, mm-hmm. We are a much better team when we attack the basket and make smart decisions with the ball. It ain't rocket science. Go orange. 
Yeah. Well, it's easier not, said than done. I know it's easier said than done, but, you know, <sighs> they did make smart decisions last night, and they they took a lot of open shots. I don't think a lot of a lot of bad – there wasn't a bad shot selection from last night, I don't think. You know? No, not uh, a lot. No, I I, don't, I can't think of an example of, of it. So, But, yeah, it's way easier said than done, and we've always talked about how – we just don't know what Q's team is going to show up. What Q's team is going to show up Sunday against Duke? I mean, well, we don't know. Right. We have no idea. <laughs> no. So, uh, Joe on Facebook, Buddy continues to impress. Going to be something when him and JG3 are on the floor at the same time. Don't think we ever had two shooters like that on the court at the same time. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you think about, I don't know we'll how. See. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Why are you being so pessimistic right now? I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just saying. I mean, I get it. We got some good guards coming in, but with with we'll see. Yeah, well, of course we'll see. But here's the thing: you're gonna have Buddy's only gonna get better. I don't know what JG three is gonna be like when he first comes into college, the college arena. Who knows? Right. Right. Not everybody responds to that immediately. Look at Buddy. I mean, he was. It took him a long time to get the feel of the game. It's totally different. And yeah, well, it took. Yeah. It took, sometimes it takes way longer. Sometimes it takes a couple of years. So right, exactly. I think he's progressing actually pretty good, better than Jalen Carey, and that's another person that you're gonna have to worry about. And we got Gadine yeah. coming in. That's another guard. I mean, that's four guards right there. So yeah, I wouldn't just. I wouldn't just short like just. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to more than just you know Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard as far as the guards are concerned coming up. So, yeah, I mean that's true. I am I've got to be honest though. I'm pretty much I'm, I want to see Joe Girard big time. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat that. Phyllis yeah. says Phyllis says Dolajai is so much fun to watch. A great win for them. Anthony piggybacks on that. He said, "How good is Dolajai? Kid does all the little things well and brings hustle." to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was freaking fantastic last night. I wouldn't be surprised if his arms are all bandaged up from, from floor burn. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. was diving hey, all over the place. Every team, every team needs a guy like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he does, he does all the dirty stuff. He's just good. He's just good. So, yeah. all right, well, that's it. I guess he's just good. That's great analysis, right? Like really, yeah, really, really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, did you give a shout-out to uh, Joe from Twitter, too? It's a great picture. Joe from Twitter? Great picture? What did I miss? Yeah. He took a picture of a... Did I miss it? A glass of liquor with the... Yes, 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 yes. Duke Tears? Yes, at Joe Yes, thank you. I retweeted that. Um He's got his uh, scotch on the rocks, I believe it was, with his... Oh, something I noticed in the picture. And he's got his Blue Devil's Tear sticker there, and he's got his koozie. And I saw a laptop sitting on the table as well, in front of everything. And it had a Cuse Militia sticker on it. That's a great spot for a Cuse Militia sticker right on your laptop. So when you flip it up at work, yeah. everybody can see it. It's a great spot. Yeah. You want one? All you got to do is leave, leave yeah, a review well, on iTunes. And uh, five star review and or five star rating and a written review. If I read it on the air, you can get yours. In fact, I just sent one out uh, a couple of days ago to uh, me, our last guy there. No, you get nothing. You get nothing. You get what? a set of steak knives. All right. Oh, well, I need some of those too. 
<laughs> All right. That's it for fan feedback. Y'all know where to come for the fan feedback at Q's Militia on Facebook and Twitter. All right, Joe. The status of Zion Williamson is not yet official for Saturday's game against the Orange on Friday, February 23rd at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Regardless, though, Duke will be meeting a record crowd in the Dome seeking revenge after being beat earlier this year in overtime 95-91. to 91. Tyus Battle scored 32, Hughes with 20, and Chuku with a monster 18 rebounds. We always talk about how... In these big games, you don't want the opposing team coming in off a devastating loss, right? We talk about right. that. Well, oh, yeah. well, guess what? Duke just lost <laughs> a tough one last night to UNC, and yeah. uh, that was 88-72. to They got handled in that game from start to finish after Zion Williamson's foot went through his shoe in ridiculous <laughs> fashion. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> in fact, <sighs> uh, if, come to think of it, after Syracuse's loss to Georgia Tech, they went and beat Duke at Cameron Indoor. And they actually became the first ever unranked team to beat them on their home turf when they were ranked first. Duke's record in that situation is 90-1. and They will be ranked first coming into the Dome on Saturday. And Duke currently sits at number three in the net. So, Joe, yes, sir. what's going on? Do you foresee... Zion Williamson in his sprained knee in a miraculous recovery showing up Saturday suited up ready to play. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and guess no. <laughs> okay, great. I'm just, you can I'm continue. Just going, well, going by what kind of injury it is, uh, depending on... At least there's a, two weeks, I'm thinking. Well, it depends on if... Well, there's depends a chance. On a well, if there's a chance to make it worse, you sure. know, or re-injure it, or sure. anything like that, uh, and usually these kind of sprains, they it's one of those things where you really don't want to mess around with. Um, so I just look at it as you know, you just don't come back from three days or whatever it is uh, off a of any type of kind of injury like that, and I don't know why they would want to chance it or chance the rest of the season or. Yeah, you know, there's been a whole buzz all day talking about should he just shut it down because he knows that he's going to be a top three pick. Uh, so, you know, there's a whole bunch of that going around in the media, and um, I just I really think that there's probably you know not a very good chance that he he plays. You know, and, it, and I'm not saying there isn't a chance. They're saying he is day to day, but I just think, you know, in my heart of hearts, if I had to guess, if I was a gambling man, I'd probably bet that he isn't going to play if I had to put money on it he's probably not going to play I don't even know if they'll put him in for the ACC tournament I mean if he plays he's going to have to be strong he's going to have to be ready to go 100% no I can't yeah well that's the thing is when you have certain injuries like that then you start to over exaggerate when one side of your body starts to try to pick up for the other side of the body and that's when other injuries happen and that's just another thing that you just don't want to deal with uh, so a guy his level and you know so much you know money in, in his future in the line, you want to make sure you come back from every injury, especially this young, uh, to where you're 100. Uh, percent You know, just because it's just going to come back, they're going to linger, and as you get older, it's just easier and easier to come back and, and get you. So I don't think he's going to mess around with that man. Can't mess around with the future. Yeah, and he's probably going to go regardless if he plays another minute 
in college basketball because everybody knows what he can do. So right, well, um, that's what that's what everybody's saying. And again, that's that's the sports talk radio uh, takes going on today, and and you know the uh, the arguments going back and forth. <laughs> about yeah, whether he should, whether he so, shouldn't. It's yeah, been all over the place. Um, Everybody's got a hot take, and hot take, hot take. And not everybody, ha- you know, a lot of hot takes are so many sports radio guys and people on ESPN. And it goes from college basketball to the NBA, from college football to the NFL. They're wrong so often. It is amazing how they keep their jobs. It's like weathermen. So. Yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? I mean, I'm a, I can guess on if he's going to play or, you know, I sure. can have my own opinion, but right. I'm never going to talk like he, like I know what the best choice is for him. Uh, only he knows that and his family. And, and that's, again, you got to look at the future and how much, how much money's on the line. And I'll never fault a kid for making any decision if they think that it's the right one for them. So, yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell so, you what, it was just, it was so freaky, man. I've never seen this. I've never seen a foot. I, I know, don't never want to see anybody get injured, but I've never seen a foot pop through a shoe like that. I've never seen a shoe bust like that. I like, know. It's crazy. Can you imagine? I've that? never like, seen it. How hard it's he was like, trying to push off of that foot. <laughs> I mean, I've had like my toes blow out the side after, you know, a pair of basketball sneakers I've had for like, you know, a couple of years or something, wearing, playing them outside, wearing them down, you know? Yeah. But these guys are wearing fresh. Oh yeah, you know, I mean that might have. There's a good chance that could have been like right out of the box, maybe a couple practices. Yeah, I mean Nike's actually Uh, like looking into how they failed so easily. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were like they were like the Paul Georges, and they were like custom made with Duke colors. Yeah. For them, for that game. (laughs) So I mean, he had a fresh pair, and he just put his foot right through it. That was, and I've never seen anything like that ever. And it sucks that he got hurt. Oh, it's too bad. Definitely changes the whole. You know, dynamic of the game for them, obviously, last night and obviously for our game. Saturday. Well, they'll be able to adjust a little better for Saturday, I believe. They got some time to think about it. So, right. you know, first game this year without Zion Williamson, what was it, 30 seconds he was in there. So, yeah. all right, yeah. well, enough about that. Uh, so, how do you see it coming into the Dome? How do, how do you see it? Yeah, we had college game day cancel and all this, yeah. this, this, all this controversy surrounding uh, the Syracuse basketball program now. And what do you make of it? In your opinion, I guess you know the best you can as far as the psyche of the team. Do you think coach is going to be on the sidelines? Even you know, it's... I, I, I think there's a chance coach <clears throat> won't be on the sidelines Saturday. I think there's a, a definite possibility. There might be. That. And again, I think this—that's what comes. <laughs> Uh, this is what's crazy about this team, and we talk about the unpredictability of them, and just we don't know what team we're going to get. And I think that this is going to be the ultimate kind of. I mean, if they can rise above this kind of stuff, I mean, again, Duke, and that's the other thing with the whole you know not having Zion Williamson. But there's just a lot of stuff going on. You know, it wasn't enough that we're breaking the on-campus record again. Know. You know, it wasn't enough that College Game Day was coming, mm-hmm. and, and we already beat Duke and everything like that. But then. We all watch, you know, we just come off a high as, as a fan base, watch Syracuse dominate Louisville. And then we watch 30 seconds into the game, Zion Williamson go bust his foot through his shoe and go walking off. And now everyone's from every Syracuse fan is thinking, oh, is he going to play Saturday? He's going to play Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we wake up to this Jim Beheim tragic news. And um, it's just, it's so much. 
You know, it's a lot. And it's a lot. Gonna to... be, and it's that's going to be all over Sports Center and all over that. And college game day, even though they're not going to be at the Carry Dome anymore, they're still going to be talking about it. So that's just, I don't know. It's just going to be tough because you don't know how it's going to affect the kids, you know, the team. Well, I mean, Buddy, Buddy Beheim Buddy. Is, yeah. is, is his dad, you know. And yeah. then again, then you have the factor of if he's even going to coach. So, you know, we, we know what happened with our team the last time that Beheim didn't coach. And yeah, just coming ugly. off real quick like that, you just don't know what would happen. And again, I just, I don't know. So it's there's just, a lot of variables involved so, so many. with, with Saturday's game. To do with the actual game except for maybe Zion you know what I mean like there's so many outside factors and stuff because we don't know what's going to happen I mean even the way that we saw the last game I mean we won because we just all we just brought our 2-3 zone all in the paint to to take Zion Williamson away and we just let them shoot threes yeah if they would have had a couple of the guards they probably would have hit more who knows what would happen but now it's almost like role reversal we're playing them again now we're at home and I don't think that we're going to have to worry about that down low presence that Zion Williams had brought the first game. So now, I mean, I think we're going to be able to actually spread out and guard some of those guards a little bit better. And uh, we're going to be able to play our game a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But again, too, and then we're going to have a Duke team that we really don't have any tape on and haven't really seen other than North Carolina in the game where he got hurt. So again, getting a game plan for, for them, there's going to be just a lot of in game changing i think for both teams i think it's a bunch of runs and i think it's going to be a crazy day you know obviously emotionally for the team the coach and you know people involved with everything but there's just a lot of stuff going on you know it's just crazy <laughs> i know <laughs> it and, really is and i guess you know coach did um uh, meet his team today at their for their regular regularly scheduled practice <laughs> at four <laughs> o'clock it. and he um he did not stay for practice, but he did meet with them. I guess he probably did it beforehand. So, right. you know, not that I expect. I'm just putting it out there. It was on Syracuse.com. So, yeah. you know. Well, I'm sure we'll probably hear by tomorrow. End of tomorrow. Yeah, I would think we heard, we would hear by tomorrow. You're right. Or if you're listening to the podcast on Friday, we'll hear by Friday. We try yeah. our best to use weekday like specific weekdays instead of saying tomorrow and yesterday. Because yeah, well, maybe you do. That's true. You definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, I mean, you know, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't think Zion plays. I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a good chance coach won't be there. Let me put it that way. I have no idea. But that's just, that's. I think it's a good chance. And then what? I, don't I just, I think that, um, you know, it's although tragic, I think, that it's going to come to be, you know, obviously that, you know, it was an accident and I don't think he's going to get in trouble. And, you know, I think coach K he's, he's a good friend and, you know, I think he's getting a lot of support. So, um, again, I think it's just a personal thing about how he's basically, how he takes it, you know, it's really how it goes, but you know, maybe there wouldn't, maybe, you know, there's a situation where there's no place you'd rather be than in the dome with the fans and, Coach K and his players, you know? Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. So look for Syracuse to play a little bit more of their game and what they're used to. And hopefully Duke is not going to – hopefully Duke won't get hot. Hopefully Duke won't get hot, and I think we got a chance. And this team without Zion Williamson can adjust. 
They I mean, have got some athletes on that team, and they don't do. don't count them out just because Zion Williamson's you yeah. know likely not to play. But it's hard to kind of guess, you know. It's we, very hard to guess we like, because we like to sit here and kind of talk about what the other team likes to do. But we really don't know what they like to do without Zion Williamson. Yeah. I know whatever they did on yesterday, they didn't like. Well. They did not play good yesterday. I think they. I think it was in their head about. Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So and they are going to want. They're going to want revenge against us, even though Zion's not going to be there. But again, I think there's just too much of the unknown without without him. Yeah. We don't know how good this Duke team is without Zion Williamson. We really don't. No, we don't. I imagine they're pretty good though. So uh, obviously they're still a good team, but I guess we'll. They have See to change their game. Put it this way. I guess this is the best way to put it while we flounder around with this. The, the best way to put it is we can play our game more than they can play their game. So if we can fluster them with our defense and we can play like we played against Louisville, if we can play them like that, then we have the edge, in my opinion. So I'll just leave well, it at that. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, my bookie spread is. Yeah, and you'll put that up. Like you always do, because you're a boss at it. You're so good at it, dude. Yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks, bro. Such a boss. <laughs> You've done like 75% of them. So. No, I have not. Oh, all the ones you lost? You want to put them on me now? Oh, Get out I of here. lost 75%. I don't think I've done one of them yet. I don't think I've done one. That's your wheelhouse, bro. That is your wheelhouse. So I don't, I don't tread on that. Uh, d- don't d- tread d- on Joe's wheelhouse. Not, I don't. <laughs> don't tread on me. All right, Joe's got jokes. All right, <laughs> so that's it. Thank you to Ticks Blitz. Thank you to my bookie. Thank you to Armchair All Americans. Thank you to the Barbershop JP Mulligans. Go there for the Cuse games. Dollar off Labats. Happy hour every Monday through Friday, four to six. Go there, grab some wings, grab a burger. Think they still have some of our swag there. Get some of that while you're there. Um, thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for participating in fan feedback. We love you guys for that. It's awesome. It helps us out in the show big time. It's what it's about. The Cuse Militia's fans, the fans' voice. Yes, That's it. So. That is all. We will be back here Sunday, same bad time, same bad channel. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. 